Well, welcome to the Daily Word, and on Friday, we're dedicating our time to prayer and fasting for our, and I'm joined this morning by a very special guest. Good morning. And if you're not familiar with fasting, fasting is an ancient spiritual practice where you remove something in your life so you can dedicate that time to prayer. So most often it's food, so you... Uh, you skip a meal or two, meal for the day or 20, and you choose <laughs> to pray in that time. Or it can be other things, like you can, uh, somebody told me last week they decided to fast from food and Facebook and pray instead, and it was a remarkably healthy day. Mm-hmm. And our prayer time, we're going to have four different prayer blocks that we'll lead you through, and uh, the prayer blocks will move concentrically out You'll start with praying for your own heart, then move out to our church and then world. And then so for our first prayer block, and each one of these will have an anchor text. So we'll encourage you to turn to that passage if you're able. And then we'll read parts of the passage because we want our prayers to flow out of those passages. And so we'll have five different prayer points from each passage. And so after each one, hit the pause button, and take a moment to pray through that point. So for our first prayer block, we're going to pray for confidence when I'm confused. Confidence when we're confused. And our anchor text will be Isaiah 55, verse 1 through 13. And whenever you experience crises, one of the most common things that we can do is we begin to question God. Why is God letting this happen? And a crisis can give rise to all sorts of doubts and questions. And this is such a powerful passage. And what we want to ask God to do is to give us confidence that he's real and that his ways are not our ways, that he is. And so each of these prayer boxes will have five different things that we pray for. 
And so first, we're going to pray that the Lord would give us confidence to remember that his ways are generous. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, come buy and eat. You know, in the face of all that we don't know, it's wise to keep coming back to what we do know. And we know that God is good. So take a moment and thank him for his generosity, demonstrated most clearly in the gift of his son. What an incredible invitation. Come, all you who are thirsty. And then Jesus repeats the invitation in John 7, let anyone who is thirsty come. And then the Spirit and the church repeat the invitation in Revelation to all who are thirsty, come, praise him that he's generous. And second, we want to remind ourselves that his ways are merciful. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon them. All is not right in the world because all is not right with us. We have collectively turned away from our Creator, and we're living in the consequences of a world that's broken by sin. Remember, this is God's good world, ruined by sin, and we're living in the light of that ruin, but it's been redeemed and being recreated. So we want to confess our sins and acknowledge the brokenness of our society. So take a moment and confess the sins of our world and then rejoice in God's mercy to us and ask him to extend his mercy to our nation and our neighbors. Third, we want to remember that his ways are higher than our ways. Verse 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise him for this truth. Declare it. Claim it. He doesn't run the world in the way that we would, and that is good. Tell him about the doubts you're struggling with. Ask him to help you to trust him with those doubts. Don't be afraid to tell him about the things you don't understand or are confused by. Fourth, we want to remember that his ways are purposeful. Verse 11, my word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. We may not know exactly what God is doing through this crisis, but we can be confident that he is doing something. Where have you seen his word bear fruit in the midst of it? Have you seen little sprouts? Yeah. Have you seen the first sprouts of life that's beginning to grow in people. Praise God for that and ask him to be at work and that you would have the privilege of seeing him do more work. And fifth, we want to praise him that his ways are eternally glorious. Verses 12 through 13, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. This will be for the Lord's renowned that will endure forever. Praise God that he's promised you an eternal future of joy and peace. Ask him for his help to hold on to that hope in the midst of all your doubts. And pray that throughout this crisis, your greatest longing would be not to know all the answers. It would not be to get back to normal, but that it would be in all things God would be glorified. 
And now for our second prayer block, we'll be praying for unity in our church. And this comes from John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. And this is such an important thing to pray for, not just our church, but for all the churches. There's so many things that are coming at us right now mm-hmm. that can cause division. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing Satan would want more than all of our churches to be divided mm-hmm. over when they should get back together and over all the mm-hmm. types of different things that are coming at them. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the question is, how can a church be united when we're all separated? And so let's just pray and ask God to help our church first know his protection. Verse 20, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And so, Lord, long before this pandemic even started, well before any of us were even born, Lord, you prayed that your church would be united. And so we praise God for the way that he has preserved us, his people, through so many challenges throughout history and And Father, we pray that this would give us confidence, bold confidence as we face our challenges today. And so second, we ask the Lord that he would help us grow in unity. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Verse 21. And so Father, we just pray that the deep, constant, unbreakable spiritual reality of the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would be the same true bond that unites our church together. Father, we pray that this time of separation would just give us all a growing sense of the way that Christ has knitted us together as a church family. And so third, we pray for our witness to the world. Verse 21 so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Oh, Father, we pray that your church's unity would be a powerful witness to unbelievers as they see that Jesus is not a hobby that we put on hold, rather that we think of those who are on the fringes of the church life before even this crisis began, and we pray that the way you love them and stay in touch with them would convince them of Christ's claims on their life. And so, Father, we pray for chances for us to speak into non-Christians' lives. And, Father, give us opportunities and help us to seize them in wisdom and discernment and and that you would just let them know how grateful we are to be a part of Christ's church and that we would bring them into that fold. And fourth, let us look forward together. Verse 24. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. Father, all of us have loved ones whom we wish we could be with physically in person together. So does Jesus. He longs for the day that when you and your church family will join him in glory. And we pray that um, we as believers with our brothers and sisters in Christ would stand together spiritually as we all look forward to the day that we'll be all together in heaven again. And fifth, we pray for loving one another. Verse 26, I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. Father, we pray that we would love one another well. And we pray that as we grow in knowing God, Lord, that we would grow in love for our brothers and sisters. Show us how we can love someone around us well today. 
Now we want to take a few minutes and pray for our government. And our anchoring text will be Romans chapter 13, verse 1 through 7. And so first we want to acknowledge that the government is established by God. Verse 1, the authorities that exist have been established by God. You know, a crisis like this shows us how important a stable government is. You know, the situation is far worse for those who do not live under stable governments. And the Bible teaches that government is a gift from God. It's for our good. So let's take a moment and thank him for it, no matter what you think of it. And we thank him for our nation's leaders, and let's uh, name them. Second, we pray for willing submission. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, verse 1. Lord, we acknowledge and we confess that submitting to authority can be a real challenge. And so we ask you to help us submit to our government's regulations at this time, willingly, completely, and even joyfully. We pray that by your grace that our whole society would submit to authority for the sake of one another. And third, we want to pray that it'll be working for the good. Verse 4 says, The one in authority is God's servant for your good. So take a moment and pray for our government as it, seek, as it seeks to work for the good of our nation. You know, Every day there are going to be many hard decisions with no easy answers and no guaranteed outcomes. Oh, how our leaders need God's wisdom, whether they know it or not whether they ask for it or not. So let's pray and ask the Lord to pour it out on them. Our fourth section is limiting wrong. They are God's servant, agents of wrath to bring punishment to the wrongdoer. That's verse 4. Father, we thank you and we pray for the police officers, Lord, that are making themselves vulnerable as they go out to protect us and to seek out justice and enforce it. And Father, we pray that this would not be a time when evil is able to flourish or where the weak are able to be oppressed, but Father, that you would that you would just work through your human agents, Lord, to uphold your character of justice. And fifth, we recognize that they are owed respect. Verse 7 says, Give to everyone what you owe them. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Repent of any recent times when you have spoken about your leaders in a way that was disrespectful. Ask God to change your heart and to guard your mouth. We're called to honor our leaders by praying for them. So do so. And for our final prayer block today, we want to pray that the kingdom would grow in our community. And our anchoring text will be Acts 28, verses 28 through 31. So the first thing we want to pray for is that we would rejoice in God's salvation. Verse 28 says, God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. And we are living proof of the truth of this verse. So let's praise God for his salvation in Christ. Thank God that the gospel is for everyone from any background, and he wants all people in our community to hear it. 
So pray that their ears would be open and that this would be a fertile time where they can hear and believe. And second, we will pray that we would welcome others. For two whole years, Paul stayed in Rome in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to him. Verse 30. And if we think two or three months of confinement was bad, Paul was stuck in Rome for two years. Mm -hmm. So let's pray that we would make the most of our confinement and isolation and use it for his glory and, and for ministry. So, Father, we pray that you would help us reach out in friendship to non-believers and non-Christian friends and neighbors, and that we would gladly welcome questions from the spiritually curious. And third, he proclaimed the word boldly. Verse 31 says that he proclaimed the kingdom of God with all boldness. So let's pray that this urgent and unusual situation would give Christians in our community a renewed boldness in evangelism. Ask God to show you who he is calling you to courageously share Christ with today and ask him to help you and show you how. Fourth, we're going to pray for those to teach faithfully. Verse 31, and he taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Almost all of us know pastors or parents or small group leaders and others who've had to adapt to a new way of doing things. Mm, that's the truth. <laughs> we know a little bit about that. So so let us pray for those who um, who are in a position of teaching just to, to stay faithful. So, Father, we pray that whatever else has changed, Lord, that we would just keep our message fixed on the same thing and the main thing, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that as our church grows and our love for our king, that we would grow more and more excited to share about this kingdom with others. And finally, we want to pray that we would have a front row seat to watch God work. Verse 31, and without hindrance. The word went out. Mm -hmm. And so we thank God that whatever appearances might suggest, there is no situation that's a hindrance to the spread of his gospel. So we want to pray that in his perfect timing, the Lord would make a way for our church to meet mm -hmm. and that we would reach out together again and that when we do, that we would be joined by many new believers. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son.